Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So let hear the music, Colin. Take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Friday, June 3rd edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Homing. Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Puenick, Colin McLaughlin, and Avery Newport, happy to have you with us. And I guess essentially Trip Tobin's also with us as he's right on the phone right now. We'll just bring him up and start talking. He is the he is our TV10 baseball analyst and the head coach of the Berkeley Post 14 American Legion Hornets as they get ready to start their season. Uh, Trip, how you doing today? I'm doing good. So uh, first, we'll just kind of talk about high school baseball here. As Je- the Jefferson Cougars down at the state tournament, they're getting ready to play this evening at 5 p.m. Obviously, we've seen a bunch of their games this year, and uh, Griffin Horowitz will get the start on the mound. What's your take on Jefferson this year at the state tournament? Oh well, I think you know Jefferson has an incredible opportunity this year to uh, add a state title to that. Uh, to state, state banner, excuse me, to that uh, that scoreboard out there. You know, they um, going down and open up with George Washington, who, you know, a lot of people thought maybe they would they might pitch off today and save Horowitz, but you know, George Washington, even though they kind of rolled Greenbrier East in their regional, they're pretty battle tested throughout the year. You know, they played uh, Hurricane, they've played. Uh, St. Albans, and they've played Bridgeport, and actually even played, uh, you know, Musselman here out the EPAC, and Musselman squeaked out a, a one and a two run victory. So, um, and we know how well Musselman can hit, and and um, the depth of their pitching staff. So, you know, I expected Jefferson to to uh, go out and throw Sammy or, or Griffin, and and do all they could to get in that championship game because you can't win it if you don't get there. Trip Colin here. What did you like the uh, times that you got to see Jefferson play here this year? Well, you know, I, I, you guys unfortunately didn't get to see as much of last year's uh, team that, you know, they were sort of a murderer's row. You know, they put up 40 home runs and they were just scoring runs in, in bunches. And uh, when you do that, that allows your pitching staff to be, you know, not have to focus on every pitch, you know, and the errors in the field don't show up as much. But this year, you know, they were more of a – uh, let's say they were more of a, a National League-style team where they had to hunt and run and, and move runners and hit behind runners and uh, and throw strikes and limit the walks. And their defense has just been phenomenal. And uh, their pitchers pitched to contact. We've seen Griffin Horowitz, you know, in that last final regional game throw, you know, you know, an unbelievable game in, in minimal pitches. He didn't try to strike everyone out. And you've seen that, that infield and that outfield that, you know, Connor Bailey and Wabnitz and Shipe out there just tracking everything in the outfield with that speed. And, you know, what can you say about that that, that defense there up the middle with uh, Kinsler and San Fuegos, uh, the double plays that they turn. So, you know, I really like that small ball uh, baseball IQ, you know, game that they play, and uh, they play it extremely well. And you know, you can tell, you know, Coach Lowry doesn't uh, fool around. You know, he he doesn't wait for the team to to get into a, a problem inning or a trouble. You know, he he uh, he heads it off at the 
at the pass. He doesn't let his team get down two or three runs before he, you know, when his, before he goes out and talks to his team or his defense. Uh, you know, he, he he pushes the envelope early, tells them what they need to do, and if not, I'll, I'll get somebody that can do it. So he's not going to get beat by walks. You know, if for some reason Finn were to be off, you know, tonight, expect a, you know an early exit. He's not going to. He's not going to sit around and get beat by walks and uh, free bases, I can tell you that. They're just really fun to watch in that aspect. Last year was fun to watch him hit the ball over the fence, uh, you know, sort of three live by the three-run home run, but, you know, they kind of died by the three-run home run down there at Big Appalachian Park. So, uh, you know, this year I expect them to play, you know, extremely well, tight, you know, ball games, and, uh, and they know how to win the tight ball game, and they know how to uh, – to limit free bases and take advantage of other teams' mistakes. Trip, what do you know uh, about some of their opponents that they'll see down there in Charleston, if anything? And uh, how do you think Jefferson matches up, and what's their chances of bringing home state championship? Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel really good for about Jefferson today against George Washington. I mean, they do have you know, Ethan Ellis, on the, you know, that can pitch really well, and they have the the uh, I can't think of his first name, but you know, Reed and a couple others down there that throw the baseball pretty well. Um, you know, they, George Washington, like I say, has been pretty well battle-tested. But I expect, you know, the expectation it would be an upset, you know, George Washington could pull that off against, you know, co-EPAC player of the year and, and, and Griffin Horowitz tomorrow. I mean, the next day, you know, after um, Hurricane and uh, Bridgeport beat each other up, you know, Bridgeport's the returning state champ. They know how to get it done. Coach Shields down there is a tremendous coach, a lot of class. Uh, you know he's you know, like 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 Coach Lowry. He, he uh, you know he expects excellence out of his team, and uh, they're going to be in a, a really tough matchup for both Hurricane and Jefferson should they advance. But Bridgeport's not the the team they were last year. You know they lost a good many players and, and a couple of really good pitchers. So you know expect them. But but they had a great season, just like Jefferson. Uh, you know, I'm kind of giving the edge of the hurricane in that in that game. I mean, they they have some guys who can really hit the baseball. They got a couple uh, senior pitchers that you know can get it done. So it wouldn't surprise me if Hurricane pulled that off. But um, you know, you know Jefferson's sitting in a good spot, and I believe that they can. Uh, I believe, you know, unfortunately. I guess you go down there and it's you know it's a single elimination. We talked about it in the regionals how how uh, you know it's a double elimination in the sectionals and the regionals. You go down there, you have one bad day and you're out. You know, last year Jefferson, I thought got the really you know, and, and I think replay uh, uh, stood behind everyone when they got a bad call and uh, you know they got an appeal back on a tag up at third, got a fly ball. Uh, I think Kenny and Gonzalez tug up. The fly ball was caught for an out, and then Camian scored, and then they appealed back to third, and Camian was out. So essentially, a double play took Jefferson out of a big inning, and they went home on you know on what turned out to be unfortunately you know human error. So um, that happens in these types of games, and uh, you know that's that makes it tough down there. You can't. You know, every inning, every out, every at bat counts because it's single elimination, and I think that's where Jefferson has an advantage because they played that way all year. Hey, Trip, this is Avery. Um, so let's talk about Griffin Horowitz. He'll be the starting pitcher for Jefferson uh, yeah. in their first game of the state tournament against GW. Uh, how do you think he matches up against this Patriot lineup? And what do you think to uh, what do you expect to see from him as the starting pitcher? 
Well, you know, we've had a couple of Legion practices, and in, and in that Legion practice, we've had a sampling of, you know, some of the best kids from the other five teams in the EPAC. And uh, Coach Ethan Greenfield asked, said, what, you know, what makes, you know, we don't stand in the box and hit, or which we, we you know, we've seen from the side or the left or the, you know, up or down, so we don't have to stand in there and hit against him. You know, he's not a, you know, upper 80s kind of guy. Um, that just blows the ball past you, which generally is extremely successful in, in high school baseball. But the, the you know the the best of the some of the best kids, if not the best kids in the EPAC, said that he's just hides the baseball really well, mixes pitches. You know he'll go side arm, and you know he interrupts their timing. And you know when you're throwing batting practice to those guys, and they can just tee off, and you know you show them the baseball, and you throw it in there. You know, built high, they just they just tear it up. But the second that you start to add different elements to that, you know, change in speeds, you know, pretty good 12-6 curveball, and then you add in the fact that you know he can go submarine at any time on you and quick pitch you. So, you know, those, those guys said that you know he's just really hard to hit, and uh, you know, and that's coming from the best of the best in the EPAC. So, expect him to, to uh, you know to do the same thing to George Washington down there. You know, unless there be some crazy you know day where he would be off but i expect him to 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 do the same thing to those guys down there you know gw uh has a few guys at the top that hit pretty well there's outs in that lineup to be had when you look at that lineup they've got a couple guys that are in the lineup you know every day batting you know 200 plus you know but uh a few under that line right the mendoza line so Expect him to be successful, and uh, it was neat to hear from the guys like Chase Herndon and, uh, you know, and the guys from Musselman, you know, Myers and Stevens and, and Riley Bubba and those guys to say, you know, how tough he was to hit. So, you know, hats off to him um, for taking, uh, and take it, you know, a mid-'80s fastball and adding some things to it and just uh, and hats off to the Jefferson coaching staff for teaching him how to, you know, to get outs with, you know, different pitches and upsetting that timing. I mean, hitting his timing, pitching is upsetting of that timing, and uh, he had the baseball well, upsets timing, has a couple pitches he can throw for strikes. So that's why he's the co-EPAC player of the year, and that's why he's downstate, and uh, that's why he's in the journal, I believe, yesterday or today, because uh, he saved the game and, and he pitched the game. So I think he's going to give DW all they can handle tonight. I expect a, a pretty – performance similar to what he did in Orangeburg in that final game. And now you were mentioning a little bit Legion. You're the manager here for Berkeley Post 14, the Hornets. You guys get going this weekend, first game uh, against Frederick Post 11. It's a doubleheader on Sunday. How's your uh, How practice has been shaping up for you guys there at P.O. Faulkner? Oh, it's been really good. I mean, you know, Herndon couldn't wait to get back on the mound. You know, the Spring Mills were first to be eliminated, got in there and got some bullpens, hit the baseball. Um, you know, he was just – Riley Bubb was, you know, missed a lot of the season, was happy to be back out there. You know, Braden Stottlemyre and, and uh, Cam Moore, and, uh, Colin Reed, Ty Broughton, those guys from Washington, you know, just ready to kind of put that season behind them a little bit as they felt like they fell a little short of their expectations. You know, Martinsburg guys, um, you know, can be and, and those guys, possibly Jack Rasmussen from Martinsburg coming back and, you know, Sonovich and Sifford and, you know, they're just actually – 
uh, you know, muscle men with uh, it brings on Myers and Boar, Stevens, even Baden Hartman. So, you know, we got a lot of interchangeable parts. You know, these Stevens, Bub at, at third, possibly Rasmus Weber, Camian Gonzalez, Baden. Uh, Hartman, Braden, Stoudelmeyer, short one of the other pitches. You know, lots of guys up the middle. Jackson Ruest play right, play first. Myers at first, Reed at first. You know, we've got two of the best center fielders EPAC can 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 offer with Canby and um and uh, and Herndon, and then uh, Connor Bailey will be back when after state and after his vacation. So you know, the outfield's going to be strong. The catching the staff is just phenomenal with uh, Sonovich and Sipper and Broughton and even Hartman can go back there. So, you know, whoever's pitching that day, we've got guys that can step right in. We can only DH for the pitcher in uh, in Legion, so it makes it makes it tough to get ten guys on the field when you got guys like you know, Braden Stoudemire pitching. So, we'll have to do what we can. When you look at our schedule, it's really full. But we got, you know, we can hold 18 guys on the team, so we want to get them all the reps we can as possible. That's why you may see wholesale, you know, change lineup changes, you know, mid mid game or, or game two of a doubleheader, and uh, you know, we'll see some guys come in and pitch and, and and PO and things like that. But they're excited to get on the field. I'm excited to watch them hit. We had a kind of a coach pitch scrimmage the other day, and and they just, uh, you know, they just really. They really did, you know, hit the ball well, fielded the ball well, and I just can't wait to see them get on the field Sunday and get after it. We'll be missing uh, Herndon and Bub. They're going to the North South game, but I believe Coach Byler is a uh, coach is coaching there on Sunday down in Charleston, and um, you know, so that's a big honor for them. A couple guys were on vacation with Canby and, and Baden Hartman, and a few, and of course Bailey. So we'll be. We'll be 12, 13 deep. We'll be missing four or five guys, but that's to be expected in a summer ball. That's why you, you carry that many kids. But um, we expect to be full force for that area tournament uh, coming up in um, in July, and we're going to make a real run for the Berkeley Post 14's first ever state title and try to get in that regional. Trip, what's it like to uh, kind of have all these guys from different schools and see them interact and just have them on a team together because – I mean, you list off a lot of those names, and I mean, those are some of the best players in the EPAC. Uh, a lot of them were on that all EPAC team, so it's got to be exciting to have them together and, and see them play together, which is obviously different than what we see in the regular yeah. high school season. Yeah, you know, I, I told them, you know, that they come together and, uh, you know, they put their, they put their, you know, when, when the, you know, when the EPAC gets together and plays, when Mossman plays in you know, Martinsburg or Hedgesville plays, you know, Spring Mills or, or when the, any EPAC team comes across and plays each other, you, we, we've seen it, you've seen it uh, during the games. It's, it's very tense. And, uh, I mean, it's all that umpires can do, to, you know, to keep those guys, uh, you know, the, their passion, uh, you know, in check. And, uh, it's just great to you know to talk to them afterwards, you know, and and see them get together. You know, it's funny because Riley Bub and uh, and Matasanovich are really good friends. And if you remember early in the year, I think his first game of the year when Sanovich kind of got chucked over on first base, and we had some controversy. And Hudson Clement was you know was jawing, and Riley Bub was jawing, and you know back and forth, and Braylon Connor, and you know all those guys, you know, have played together at Legion at one point in time, and and this year, and. Uh, you know, I asked uh, Bub. I said, you know, now, now when uh, Sanovich gets chucked, are you gonna if he gets chucked? Are you, are you gonna take up for him like, <laughs> or are you gonna be like you was in the regular season? And uh, he said, you know, Matt's my boy, so you know, I never was mad. And, you know, so they're just, 
they put it all aside real quick and they want to win and and they want to be with the best guys you know it, it's a tough situation for me because you know every high school coach wants their kids to get better you know and and hats off to coach Ballard for giving us an opportunity to play there I mean, he's really letting some guys play that he's going to play against next year and that's what makes it really tough to get a field for a legion because if you look at it from a coach's standpoint or an AD standpoint, you know, what do they have to gain from that other than getting other players, you know, better? Um, I mean, it, it's going to happen one way or the other. So, you know, hats off to the MHS organization for, you know, see, seeing what the, the good in it and the good for the community. And, uh, you know, I just can't say enough for them to give us a place to play. And certainly we – we do our share of um, you know help around there and things like that, but uh, we're certainly not. Your share? You redid form. the whole press box. Well, I mean that's part of the contract, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, and um, you know, if you're, you're going to go in there and, and and use their field in that summer, which is really the worst time of the year to to be on, it's the most wear and tear there, yeah. and uh, you know, so I think we have to be really uh, diligent in taking care of the place, and, and you know that that's just a phenomenal facility. It's just a, it's just a couple, you know, uh, a little bit, a year or two away, I believe, from being the best facility in the state, if not one of the top three, and it's already certainly in, in, in one of the top already. So that's just, uh, you know, that that's just hats off to them. But back to the kids, I mean, they're ready to roll. I mean, they can't wait to get on the field Sunday and play. And right out of the gate, we have to play, have to go to Potomac State and play uh, Potomac Valley, who is in our section. And so that's basically, uh, you know, high school's, uh, uh, sectionals, what we would call it, the kind of the way you look at it in a regional. So, I mean, in Legion. So, if we lose to you know, on Tuesday, that would put us a game behind them. We, we're in a three-team section, sort of like sort of like Washington, Jefferson, and Hampshire. So, if we were to come in second or third in our section, we'll have to play an extra game in order to get to state. So, important game right out of the gate on Wednesday up in Potomac State. So, we'll have to get our act together real quick, like for that one. And then you we guys are looking down for a nice tournament. You guys are looking for uh, donations to uh, help the cause there, get tournament fees and uh, get umpires for games and field maintenance and stuff? Is that what I saw? Yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, if you and Avery and Colin, if you got a little bit of money left after your student loans, we'll take it. Um, you know, I know Hornby pays you all really well, so, you know, the, the staff there should probably put up a pretty good donation for me. And you can contact you or go to paypal.me slash berkeleypost14. Is that correct? That's correct. All right, Trip. Thanks for the time and thanks for mm-hmm. taking time out of your work day. Yes, sir. Thank you. That was Trip Tobin, manager for the Berkeley Post 14 Hornets and our TV 10 baseball analyst who uh, owns a local small business, Trip's Flooring. So he's you know taking time out of his work day to talk to us here for a good 20 minutes on the show. Uh, but uh, it should be a good season for Berkeley Post 14. It was a great season of EPAC baseball, so I expect nothing less when it comes to the best of the best coming together yeah sounds like they got a pretty loaded roster a lot of big names uh that we remember playing well during the regular season so and i just read something on the journal uh chase herndon who he just mentioned down there uh who's getting back on the mound apparently he is trying to double up this summer and also play for the blue Sox, the uh other the team that's not legion affiliated but it's a uh it's just the Blue Sox there. Uh, they play a bunch of teams within the Maryland, PA, West Virginia, Virginia area. So that'll be interesting to see him try and play on two teams this summer. Good for him. And I uh, look forward to uh, getting to cover the uh, 
Legion team. Hopefully they do well. All right, yeah, hopefully they do. And another player who or another player that used to play baseball as well as another sport in the EPAC who we mentioned uh, probably a month or so ago, maybe a month and a half ago, that he was the former West Virginia Gatorade State Player of the Year in football, Blake Hartman, who had announced his intent to transfer from Lehigh University in Pennsylvania. He's found his new home, and it's close to home. He's coming back in a play for the Shepherd Rams. And, uh, I mean, I feel like Shepherd is just getting even more stacked than it, they were before. Yeah, I think uh... – Hartman could play kind of a similar role to Chance Schwartz in the backfield. Uh, Ronnie Brown is back. I believe Ty Hebron graduated. So that opens up kind of a spot in their rotation uh, of backs. And I think kind of a bigger power back in Hartman could really help their team. So seems like a good move for both sides. And he returns home. I don't know if he'll be eligible right away or not. but I mean, he should be. It's a transfer portal. He Right. Yeah, I forgot they changed the rule. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, he could also, definitely, he's closer to home. so Yeah, he could definitely uh, come in right away and, and make an impact in the Shepard offense in their backfield. So I think it's a good pickup. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing how he does at Shepard. Watching him there at uh, Musselman, he was an absolute beast in the backfield, breaking some huge runs during games. Uh, so hopefully he can do that for Shepard. And as you said, uh, Spencer, it seems like they're just continuing to reload the uh, best offense in the nation there for football, and hopefully it continues to be that, and hopefully he gets some production. Yeah, I mean, the Rams lost some some pieces at receiver and tight end this year with graduation, so, you know, maybe they're... Of course, they still have Tyson Bajan, who's the best player in Division Two last season, but they might be trying to orient their offense a little bit more towards the run game, maybe try and get the running backs a little more involved... Again, they have a running back by committee system, so uh, I'm I'm pretty interested to see what kind of impact he has on this team. I'm sure he'll he'll get some playing time right away, and uh, you know I'm I'm sure the coaches are cooking up something pretty interesting with those running backs. Pun intended. McCooking up. Cooking. Yeah. Ernie McCooking. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> All right. Speaking of the Rams. Not intended, by the way. But. Speaking of the Rams, we found out yesterday who the new women's basketball head coach was. That is Julie Kaufman. And uh, we got word yesterday, Nick putting in the work, working the phone. Uh, we will have her on the show the beginning of next week. Let me double check here. Tuesday, 12-15, she'll be on the show. Uh, so should be a good show to talk with uh, the new head women's basketball coach at Shepard. Some other Shepard news here. Talked a little bit about yesterday when Dylan was on about you know who's coming back, who's gone, and whatnot. Uh, I saw on Twitter, and I guess it was confirmed, he sent us a text yesterday, that Marley McLaughlin has been hired to be an assistant coach under Jenna Eckleberry. So at that's Frostburg pretty cool. State. At Frostburg State, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I, I, it's not all that surprising, you know. Like, no, but I mean, you go from a potentially being a GA to being a full-time assistant coach is is a pretty big come up right there real fast yeah totally and that shows i think that that jenna has a lot of trust and uh sees a lot in marley and uh you know who knows this could be a start of a, a successful coaching career for her so uh obviously she's not a shepherd anymore but still congratulations to her yeah. on getting that assistant coach really job. cool opportunity 
All right, well, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk about the NBA Finals. Those got going last night. And uh, potential news with a big-time potential beef between an NBA organization and a, a big-time clothing line. We'll talk about that next. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun. It comes from knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off ID1 Exit 5 Inwood helps you build your safety skills with a variety of courses taught by NRA certified instructors. Sign up for the Intro to Long Range Rifle course, which will be held on June the 4th and June the 5th. No prerequisite courses are required to take this class. You can also register for the Saturday, June 11 Basic Fundamentals of Shooting a Handgun course. This class qualifies the student for a West Virginia Concealed Carry Permit. To register and find out more, visit valleyguns2.com. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck, because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit, right off Route 11, is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. Are you a local business here in the Eastern Panhandle trying to expand your customer base? Well, you've come to the right place because us here at Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 have many options for you. Our two daily shows garner two different audiences. From 8 to 10 a.m., it's the Eastern Panhandle Talk with Rob Mario. And from 12 to 1, it's the Sports Mix with Spencer, Nick, and Colin. In the evenings, we'll cover Eastern Panhandle Athletic Conference sports as well as Shepherd sports. And on the weekends, we cover local events as well. Call us at 304-263-6586 to learn more about how our advertising packages can make your businesses boom. And tell them Spencer sent you. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer Winnick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, and Avery Newport. Happy to have you with us. I'm awaiting word. We're trying to get on uh, Rick Farlow, who works for the Charleston Gazette Mail, covers George Washington here at 1245. He has also covered the class single-A game that just concluded down at the state tournament as, I believe, Charleston Catholic beat Williamstown, the four beat the number one seed, I believe is what I saw there in single A. So that'll be interesting. Um, Awaiting a text, potentially 1245. Just want to kind of hear a little bit about George Washington. I know they started out very, uh, had a bad start to the season. They've they've played a lot better lately, obviously making it to the state tournament down there at Appalachian Power Park. But now let's turn our attention to the NBA. NBA uh, finals began last night between the Warriors and the Celtics. And uh, 
It's a pretty good game for most of it. Well, then all of a sudden, for all of it, really. Well, yeah, I, I was about to say. I but then one team choked. Away the entire well, game. they didn't that's, choke. That's I'm up to interpretation, I think. You you said it earlier today. Yeah, well, I said it. I said it to provoke conversation. I didn't okay. say it because provoke I actually it. meant go. it. Why do you, you think know? it's a choke? Or do you think it's a choke, Spencer? What? You're Who? the one that brought it up. Do you actually think it's a choke? Or are you just trying to provoke? That I'm line? simply just saying what I heard from out of Avery Newport's mouth. Okay, well... Don't always do that. Yeah, that's... You, lesson number one right there. Come on. You gotta stay on your toes, alright? But, uh, anyway, I guess I'll start. So you don't think it's a choke? Well... I thought it was a huge choke by the Warriors. Yeah, but I also... Like 15. See, when when you put the choke label on it, I think you kind of you discredit what the Celtics did. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the Warriors missed a lot of shots and their offense was totally out of rhythm. But at the same time, the Celtics hit like eight threes in the fourth. And, you know, had both teams been missing shots and it wouldn't have been a choke, you know, but just because but one what team... did happen? Well, okay, but they blew their Celtics lead. are the number one defense, and they hunkered down in the fourth quarter and came. They back weren't like playing we like it for three quarters. Times in the playoffs, we've seen them come back in the fourth. We've seen them allow other teams to come back in the fourth, but I don't think it's a choke when a team goes at one point seven for seven from three point, had that twenty one zero run. And outscored Golden State forty to sixteen in the fourth. I think Boston just something got them going, and they couldn't be stopped. Kind of like Steph Curry couldn't be stopped in the first quarter. Well, and I, I think it's like a game on game off thing. I mean, if you if you look at the just looking at the box score, uh, you know we've personally seen Jason Tatum go off, and he did not have a good shooting night last night. Only scored twelve points. But he didn't need to score at all. He got 26 from Horford and 24 from Brown, 18 from Marcus Smart. So Derek White, too. And he the was the playmaker because he yeah. had 13 assists. Yeah. Which I think is really impressive, honestly, because the Celtics have relied pretty heavily on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to be their two top scorers. And last night, they showed pretty definitively that they don't need for both those guys to just go off and have great games to win impressive games on the road. You got a totally out of the blue performance from Derek White, a guy who they Derek got in White a trade like the midseason. Most player out there. Yeah, he had a couple of huge threes in the fourth that were a part of that huge run to end the game. Of course, Al Horford, he's played pretty well this playoffs. Uh had a great game last night in his first NBA Finals game ever. So, you know, they they got a lot of production from a bunch of different guys and I think that bodes well for them going going forward well i think the reason why you could argue it's a choke job by the warriors last night is you mentioned 40 to 16 in the fourth quarter but it was 38 24 golden state in the third quarter so they completely dominated to start that second half and then just fell apart and steph curry didn't do anything in the fourth quarter final six minutes he got outscored by Derek white and al horford <laughs> that is not that's not great he not didn't great. even make a shot in the final six minutes of the game he had a great start it was an excellent start. It was a it was historic a yeah, it was. start. Six three-pointers in the first quarter of the finals has never been done before. And then he cooled off. Now, it's not all on Curry, obviously, but he is their leader. He's their guy that gets them going. And he didn't perform there down the stretch. 
I mean, there was a lot of disappointing performances last night for Golden State. I think Clay was disappointing at times. He had his moments where he looked really good. Draymond couldn't make a layup. Uh, he was dominating on the glass at times, but Otto Porter played great of all people. Automatic was out there, four or five from three. I saw a tweet from somebody saying they wished that the Wizards never traded Otto Porter, or let him go, whatever. Happened. I mean, they let him go for like. Eighty million to go to the Kings, and he he's definitely not worth that much money. So I think at the time it was a good move for the Wizards. I mean, Otto Porter is a solid contributor off the bench, but he's not worth eighty-five million or whatever the Sacramento Kings paid him all those years ago. That's a very Kings move. But yeah, another reason I'd say it's that. not a choke job was because the Celtics were never really out of the game. They weren't. But it did seem like Golden State was in control. It of did. The game. They they did. But I mean, throughout that entire first half, we're like, up. Oh, Golden State, Curry's absolutely dominating, doing his thing. But yet, first quarter, it was only what four, four. points. Yeah, it was thirty-two twenty-eight at the end and of the first. And then Boston, Boston had the lead at, the half. at halftime. Yeah, they did. Which I don't think anybody expected. They're kind of watching it. It seemed like it was all Golden State, but, but in a game, Boston never went away. But in a game where Jason Tatum makes three shots, if you would have told anybody that yesterday, you would say Golden State won by 15, 20. Yes. So in that sense, you had an off night from their best player, and you end up losing by 12. I think that's pretty shocking. And it does show, though, that Boston does have the depth to win in this series, and maybe we were overrating the experience factor but again it's just what game one this is, is going to be i think a longer series i don't think anybody's getting swept in this series and i think the warriors will probably bounce back and win game two because they're at home so i give them the edge there but again we saw boston prevail last night so it i think it sets up for a really competitive series i think last night's game was one of the more entertaining games even though it ended up being a 12 point uh finish you know those first three and a half quarters were really good basketball but i think, I think that I, I mean it might be because i'm a boston fan but i'll wait and hear your guys's input i thought that that was the most entertaining part was that 21-0 run because i don't think that anybody could honestly believe that it was happening that's what made it so entertaining was guys like al horford guys like Derek white were going out there and making clutch shot after clutch shot and Golden State, for the first time ever, it almost felt like, could not figure out an answer. Yeah, I mean, the I think one of the definitive plays of that stretch uh, at the end of the game was Steph Curry uh, just completely booted an open layup. Even though there were two Celtic defenders around him, he had a pretty clear shot at the rim and just missed it. And I think that was kind of definitive. You know, that really wrapped up pretty well the struggles that they had in the fourth but if there's anybody who I trust to develop a good game plan and make adjustments after a collapse like that, it's Steve Kerr, who's one of the best adjustment makers of any coach ever. Yeah. And the Warriors very rarely play two bad games in a row, even though they didn't play a bad game. I was game. about to say, this wasn't a bad game. Yeah, but you know they, just, they couldn't get it done down the stretch, and I, I really think that Kerr's going to come up with... Because again... They were pretty successful in neutralizing Jason Tatum for most of the night. Yeah, he only shot I, I three of seventeen from the floor. Feel like you're not going to see a production 
from yeah, exactly. Smart or White You're, like you did in Game 1. So Tatum will need to step up in Game 2 if Boston wants to right. keep winning. Derek White's not going to shoot like that every night. Al Horford's not going to shoot like that every will, night. But so but. I think some luck was also on Boston's side as well. Luck yeah. the Irish. Definitely. <laughs> definitely uh, war, or excuse me, Boston now with the one nothing series lead Game 2. Sunday, 8 p.m., ABC. Uh, Golden State, the early favorite in this one at fourth. Wonder how things will change as the weekend progresses, but it'll be fresh on our minds Monday when we talk about things. Um, interesting story came out earlier today. Uh, Nike founder Phil Knight and the Los Angeles Dodgers part owner Alan Smolinski, Smolinski have delivered a written offer of more than $2 billion to purchase the Portland Trailblazers and plan to remain aggressive in acquiring the team, sources told ESPN yesterday. Uh, they engaged in discussions with Paul Allen tr- with the Paul Allen Trust overseeing the franchise, but the Trailblazers spokesperson issued a statement Thursday simply said, an offer was made by Phil Knight. The team remains not for sale. So... Uh, they really want to. Nike really wants to buy the Trailblazer. Phil Knight, excuse me, really wants to buy the Trailblazers. Apparently, well, there's you know, I mean, makes sense because Nike is a global powerhouse, one of the biggest companies in the world, and they're it's headquartered in Oregon, and that's where Portland plays. So, I get it. And you know, the the team is currently owned by Paul Allen's estate. Their longtime owner, Paul Allen, passed away a few years ago. So. You know, maybe the the team might be for sale in a couple of years. Of course, teams well, according that are, to Adam Silver, they are for sale. Yeah, but I don't know. I, but then they're they're or they'll supposed- be sold at some point. He said so. Maybe not for sale currently, but I mean, all teams will be sold at some point. <laughs> well, maybe not, not unless they stay in the family. Yeah. Hopefully, that doesn't happen with the Washington Commanders. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. <laughs> Brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just a appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding. Outdoor living. It is family owned and operated. Located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this break, uh, we'll talk some uh, some baseball. Team that was expected to be really good. Has a huge payroll. Not good. They just fired their manager. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Mr. Walkoff is coming back to Nationals Park. A walkoff for Ryan Zimmerman! Be a part of history. Game two of the doubleheader on June 17th. The first 25,000 fans receive an employee 11 t-shirt. Come early and be part of a special Q&A with Zip. On June 18th, come early and witness the pageantry of Ryan's retirement ceremony. The first 10,000 fans, 12 and under, will receive a 2006 Ryan Zimmerman Kids t-shirt. Get your tickets now. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. 
At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute offers world-class heart care close to home. Our board-certified physicians are performing groundbreaking procedures using cutting-edge techniques, and that's why we're expanding our services to every corner of our region so you don't have to travel far to receive the great specialty care you deserve close to home. We're now accepting new patients at all four convenient locations in Martinsburg, Hagerstown, Shepherdstown, and Winchester. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute, world-class heart care close to home now back to the sports mix with spencer and nick on talk radio wrnr 106.5 fm am 740 and tv 10 welcome back to this edition of the sports mix for your friday june 3rd 2022 on talk radio wrnr and tv 10 spencer Brady. Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, and Avery Newport hanging out with you today. Uh, Phillies, supposed to be one of the best teams in the NL. <laughs> I thought you were really going to introduce there for Philly no, McCoy there like, for a uh, second. Like, what? I thought you were going to introduce Philly McCoy there. I can't. I, that's next segment. We've got to make a quick segment. But you just said, like, the way you said it, you are no. like, Phillies. <laughs> yeah, the Phillies. They, uh, they were supposed to be one of the best teams in the NL this year, uh, especially if you look at their payroll. Uh, I believe I read something yesterday that they had the same – the Orioles had more number of wins than they did or something like that. They have a better record. And a – like Phillies have the fourth highest payroll yes. in the major leagues. The Orioles have the lowest, and they have the same amount of wins. Well, news came out this morning around 10, 15 a.m. that they have fired manager Joe Girardi after a 22-29 start. They've lost seven of their last nine games. Currently sitting in third in the NL East, one one position above the nationals so yeah that's really not good when you're even close to where the nationals are right now you gotta go sorry <laughs> what yeah the na- the thing is the nationals weren't projected to be good this year that is true they were not the phillies were projected okay. to do be really good no but they what i'm saying is when you're and they always are not yeah but this was their time they they had their you know they their... say that every year no no they don't they had yes, their they time do. in 2005 <laughs> 6 7 8 no, 9 as 10 as soon as harper got there they're like oh it's gonna be the phillies division remember he said he was bringing a world series home to dc i know and, he and now look at dc but they did win the world series that year i'll say this it's a tough division Spencer brought for it up, the most by the part. way. Mark it off. But We're back to zero. Yeah, what? I'm a little bit back surprised about this. Since oh, yeah. Spencer mentioned the 29. We got to put up a series. sign that says, like, days Let Nick since. speak. It's okay. I don't need to really talk about no, 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 Go ahead, please. Uh, I, I was just saying, I think Joe Girardi has kind of lost his touch, it seems like. He hasn't really been... Having, he hasn't really had a great team in a long time. Well, he got all mad at Max Scherzer the World last Series. Year. Yeah, he did get all mad at him about that, and they <laughs> kind of went back and forth. And the Phillies have been either mediocre or now really bad this year. So um, it does seem like time for him to go, and they need, I think, a younger manager that can really bring some life to that organization. Well, they had Gabe Kapler, and that didn't work out. Yeah, well, maybe get a good manager. All right. Whoa. Trip well, Tobin. <laughs> call him up to the majors. He's yep. getting hired by the Phils. Sorry, Berkeley Pose 14. You have to, I guess Aaron Byler's going to take over. Maybe. 
All right. Well, Orioles, they've promoted Eve Rosenbaum to assistant general manager of baseball operations. Uh, she served as the team's director of player uh, player development, a role she held since 2019. She'll advise GM Mike Elias and assistant GM Sig Madel. 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 I don't know how to pronounce his name. She spent five years with the Astros after playing softball and graduating from Harvard. Uh, she'll help oversee roster construction, construction, transactions, financial planning, and major league operations and administration. Assistant general manager is the second highest position in the baseball operations department. Uh, does that mean they're rebuilding again? No, I think no. it just means that she earned a promotion. That's what it sounds like. And, and she was with the Astros for a number of years, just like uh, Mike Elias was. So you, know, you bring her in or you promote her to this position, and she's been kind of around the uh, minor league players. So I think that might, be, might have something to do with it. Uh, so she's, she knows the players on their come up more maybe than the – I mean, the, the GM and Elias and obviously the other assistant GM know the organization, but I think maybe her being in charge of their development uh, could have led to this promotion. Yeah, a pretty good promotion, and uh, we'll talk about the Nationals now. Steven Strasburg, his rehab tour continues. He'll make his third rehab start today at AAA Rochester. Uh, and Mike Rizzo was quoted as saying, without any setbacks, I think we're getting closer. Definitely now it's the point of extending his pitches to six innings or 100 or so pitches, and when he gets to that and feels good about that, then we'll see if there are no setbacks. So, Steven Strasburg could be coming back. His rehab start set for today in AAA Rochester, uh, but they're not. The, you know they've obviously got swept, and then they've lost the game last night to the Reds. They have three more games against the Reds, but uh, maybe getting Strasburg back could help things a little bit and uh, not have to kind of tear up your minor league pitching that is not ready to be in the MLB yet. Well, you already know it's going to be a losing season. You yes, know, four but- game losing streak right now. I guess. If you want to get some wins, yeah, bring up Strasburg. Keep fans as happy as you possibly can. But at the same time, why not give those uh, minor league guys some chances? Because the only way for them to get better in big league ready, in my opinion, is to let them get big league uh, reps. Yeah. Well, you don't want to rush them up, though. Yeah, but... Especially because they don't have top-end prospects, really, in their system. All right, well, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford. Revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll wrap things up. We'll uh, get ready for the sports weekend. That's after this two-minute break. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. and We've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepard Rams quarterback Tyson Bajant. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want. 
want to buy it or use the Axle Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car signed, sealed, and delivered from Hagerstown Ford. What do you get when the longest, hardest, widest runway in the state of West Virginia is asked to host the 250th birthday of Berkeley County? A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to witness an afternoon of fun, music, and finish with the largest fireworks show worthy of a 250-year-old. Visit Eastern West Virginia Regional Airport on Sunday, July 3rd with gates opening at 2.50 p.m., of course. We'll have food trucks, libation, and something for all ages as we celebrate Berkeley 250. Go to berkeleywv250.com and click on events to get the full lineup of fun. Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday Night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your Friday, June 3rd, 2022, brought to you part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors. John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343, or you can stop by their offices with an appointment at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Did you like that? I couldn't hear half of it because I accidentally unplugged my headset with my foot. Well, I was listening to his his (laughs) segment this morning, and he said to stop by with an appointment. So I added, stop by with an appointment. So there you go. Wow. As we get ready to wrap up the show, uh, Jefferson, number one seeded in the Class AAA State Tournament, will play number four, George Washington, today at 5 p.m. Jefferson, obviously the clear-cut favorite in this ball game, as the number one team in the state against the number four team in the state. George Washington, though, has been uh, really hot down the stretch. They started uh, pretty poorly, but they've had an outstanding run in their last, I believe, 20 games uh, so to be a good one, tried to get a guy that covered their team this whole year. He worked for works for the Charleston Gazette Mail. Unfortunately, he's finishing up his story uh, on the class single A uh, semifinal where Charleston Catholic beat Williamson seven to four, I believe was the final score. So unfortunately, don't get to talk anything about George Washington specifically is just kind of get the scouting report on them for people that are going to be tuned into the game today. Uh, but it should be a good weekend and potentially a uh, good Saturday for Jefferson as their sports season, as their fantastic sports year continues. It does. And uh, the Cougars have done a lot this year and we'll see how they do in the state tournament. Uh, obviously, NGW is a team that we don't know a ton about, but they've turned things around when you look back at their schedule and they're playing uh, pretty good baseball. So while record-wise, you might say, oh, Jefferson's win this easily. It's a state tournament. They're there for a reason. Uh, so you can't overlook this GW team. And I think um, while the Cougars have a great chance to win, it, it could still go either way. I'm looking forward to it. I think uh, Jefferson wins today 4-1. to one. 
Wow. We're doing predictions here? Yeah, why not? All right. Uh, I'll go. I think the bats come alive for the Cougars. I think they win it uh, 9-2. Ooh. I don't have a prediction. I don't have one either. I don't know anything about GW. Yeah. Well, I know Jeff. All right. What are we looking? We got about 30 seconds left. What are we looking forward to this weekend? Game two. Sleeping. Also game two. Yeah. Relaxing weekend for me, Nick. What about you? That's all I got. Game two. Okay. All right. Well, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, Thanks to Trip Tobin, manager for the Berkeley Post 14 Hornets and uh, high school baseball analyst here on TV 10 for hopping on, talking a little high school baseball and Legion Ball. We'll be covering their games this summer, but that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Avery, Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you Monday. (laughs) 